Okay. Hello, everyone. This episode is just a bit of a riff off the cuff. I haven't prepared anything, but it is based on a theme that I'm seeing in practice at the moment and something that I've been a little bit concerned about or a lot concerned about for a while now, um, especially in the last few years as a parent myself to two growing boys. Um, and I just put up a little post about it on my Instagram. And I, of course, always want to add nuance and uh, I want to elaborate and be able to go deeper um, than I possibly can in a few slides and a few characters on a static social media post. So that's why I thought I would go live and record a little bit of a conversation and podcast about where this has come from and why I'm so passionate about it and to add a little bit more color to the conversation. So I put up a post and I titled it, we don't always need to outsource our kids. And the, the reason I want to have this conversation is because I'm seeing so many parents who are saying to me, that they don't know what to do with their children. Their children are struggling. Their children are in distress, that their children have all of these letters being assigned to them after their name. Um, you know, this is Johnny and he has ODD and OCD and ADHD and da, 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 and on and on and on. And the, the, the general feeling from these parents is that they have no control no uh, ability to support their children through these, what I often perceive and see as very normal life events, uh, very normal life distress. Um, but this language, yeah, this language that I'm hearing from parents is I don't know what to do. I'm not capable. I'm not an expert in this. I'm not a professional. I don't feel like I'm equipped. And in most cases, in nearly all of the cases at the moment that I'm currently working with and in the recent uh, past, it has actually turned out that those parents have just felt incredibly disempowered by a system that tells them constantly that they need to outsource the support for their children. Um, you know, this is, this is systematic. This has been occurring for the last two to three decades where we have seen the power, the decision-making, the confidence of parents just being really chipped away at, you know, it's just disintegrated over the past two to three decades. Um, we've got this external view of how we should be helping in an internal problem. So, you know, if my child, my 11 year old comes to me and is distressed, so the anxious or sad or upset or embarrassed or angry, it's almost like we've been taught as parents that our default action should be to get them help. And we often hear this in conversations with parent groups. 
you know, are you going to get some help? Are you going to send them to an art therapist? Are you going to find a therapist? Are you going to get them a mentor? Are you going to speak to their sport coach and see if he can, you know, guide them? Are you going to like these kind of conversations all about externalizing support instead of, well, you know, your child the best, you understand them inside and out your instincts are usually going to be on the money about what that child needs. If you personally are, you know, as emotionally stable as possible, if you've done some self-awareness work, if you are very conscious of your own upbringing and you have the ability to hold space and be a safe space for your child, then I, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm going to say like 9.99 times out of 10, you are going to have the instincts, the capability, the, the wherewithal to be able to, to look at your child and go, okay, this is what we need to do as a family, or this is what I need to do as your parent. This is how I need to step up. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I often say to parents, actually, how about we don't go as a first port of call to look externally outside of the home or to go and bring in a team of in inverted commas experts when you are the expert in your child. And I often see parents look at me quite bewildered when I say that with these sort of big eyes and like this, they hold their breath. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean that I, I can handle this? What do you mean that I, I could figure this out? Am I almost this like, am I allowed to (laughs) this kind of like, do I need permission to support my child through this distress? Do I need like, really, I kind of feel like I need someone to tell me that it's okay for me to deal with this as a parent child in that dynamic or as a family unit, which really saddens me, really breaks my heart because it shows just how in disempowered parents feel right now across the board. And, you know, as a social worker, as a therapist, as someone who helps other people better their lives and improve their lives, I feel a huge obligation to give power back to parents. I feel like the profession that I'm in has really played a huge part in disempowering, um, which is not okay. It's really not okay. And, you know, there's a wider conversation to be had about the disintegration, the dissolution of the family unit and, you know, and why that might be and the powers at play behind that. And, you know, some of the darker powers that want to separate parents and children and have children be looking outside of the family unit for their role models. That's a whole other conversation that I'm really willing to have. If you're interested, you have to just let me know on the podcast review or send me a message. Um, it's probably an area that I'll delve into soon in my Substack because, yeah, I'm really passionate about it. And I think I know that so many families are feeling very, very disconnected and lost because of these powers that are at play behind the scenes, trying to separate you from your child. Um, so, you know, I feel an obligation to be here for the parents and as a parent myself, I am really, really strong in first step is let's figure this out ourselves as a family unit, because we know our children the best. And I want as a very strong parent, as a very strong mother, I want my children to come to me and my husband first when they're facing 
distress, when they are facing challenge, I want them to come to us first. I don't want them to be going to social media, for example, to be, um, yes, you know, obviously they're gonna have conversations with their peers, but again, I, I want them to be guided by our wisdom and our knowledge and our instincts and our understanding of them. So that's what I do with parents in my sessions. You know, I wanna cheer you on as you face a challenge with your child and go, first put a call, we're gonna try to figure this out ourselves, right? We're gonna try and learn. We're gonna gather some resources. We're gonna grow in our parenting role here, right? Because that's what we're always doing. If you have a 10 year old that you've never parented a 10 year old before, you need to equip yourself. And I believe it's part of your job as a parent to equip yourself for the different stages and milestones and developmental um, stepping stones that your child's gonna go through. So I'll cheer you on as you do that. I might say, hey, here's a really amazing book to read or here's a great podcast to listen to or in our sessions, let's work on this together. But how do you equip yourself so that you grow in confidence, you grow in your skill as a parent? I'm here to remind you that you are more capable than you know. As I said, most of the parents that I've worked with in the past who have looked at me like deers in the headlights when I've said, you can do this, you can do this. You don't need to outsource this. You don't need to, to find a therapist for this. You can do this. They don't know how capable they are. And, you know, it can be scary. I totally get it. I'm entering into the tween years and I'm starting to read books on that and equip myself with knowledge and understanding and research around, you know, adolescence, because it's been a while since I was an adolescent. Um, so I know how daunting it can be like, oh gosh, am I enough? Um, can I give enough? Do I know enough? I totally get that. But we as parents are more capable than we ever give ourselves credit for. So, um, you know, my job as a therapist is to often give you that cheering of like, and that reminder of you've got this, you can figure this out. This is a normal developmental milestone. This is a very expected situation that you're dealing with, which most things are. And look, a little side tangent is that so, so, so much of the childhood journey is now pathologized and given a label, given a diagnosis, given, you know, just we feel this need to give um, really what, you know, 30, 40 years ago would have just been a very normal life event as let's say an adolescent we now we now are over pathologizing and over medicating in my personal opinion and so um you know i think for a lot of parents they're like oh maybe this is something more sinister and more something bigger that i need to really worry about and a lot of the time it's not it's just a developmental milestone and a speed bump in the normal childhood journey now of course as you are all smart humans, you know that there's nuance, you know that this is a generalized conversation. You will know, I trust that you will know when your child does need more support or professional help if there is, you know, severe, severe distress that you are just not able to navigate yourself through as a family. Of course, you will go and get the resources that you need. But you know what? Again, most of the time, it's stuff that you can navigate easily. Um, or with a little bit of challenge and stretch as a family unit and come out the other side with, with incredible outcomes. As long as you hold that child with love and you hold yourself with love, you give yourself compassion and grace, you figure it out together and you keep that connection open, most of the time you can get through it together.
Okay. And what I also believe here, and I remind parents of all the time is that your child is always calling you to your highest version of yourself. They're always calling you to step up into your wisdom, to show your love for them and yourself. Our children are often with their energy, with their actions and behaviors saying, Hey mom, can you meet me here? Hey mom, can you hold this? Hey dad, can you hold this space for me? Hey caregiver, whoever, you know, some children grow up with their grandparents or their aunties and uncles, but whoever their key people are, their key caregivers, like, can you hold space for me here? Can you grow here with me? And, you know, we can't discredit the wisdom that we've all got just from growing up ourselves. We all have been adolescents at some point. We've all been children. We've all been young adults. We've all been, you know, in our early twenties, navigating life. We all hold a lot of wisdom and our children are asking us to share that at different points in their journey. So I think that we really need to come back to an understanding that parenting children and young people will always have bumps in the road. There will always be really distressing times. There will always be challenge and, and, you know, and stuff that comes up that they're going to really struggle through. Um, and so at the first sign of this like life distress, we need to, I think we need to remind ourselves that, Hey, maybe we can handle this ourselves. We don't need to look outside for external support or external help just yet, just yet. Okay. Now, as I said, that would be my first protocol as a parent personally as well. Now, if it was going on for a long time, it was worsening. I felt like I was unable to hold space safely and to meet them where they're at. And I maybe had already tried the books and the podcasts and, you know, maybe chatted to my girlfriends or some, some elder women or, um, or men who've parented before me. And I just am like, you know what? I think this needs more. My instincts are saying this needs more Then yes. Then yes, I would look for some referral pathways. I would try to access some supports, but really, I think we need to remind ourselves that your children need you and they often need more of you. So when they're feeling disconnected, when they're going through troubling issues and or having, you know, friendship problems at school, they actually need more of you. And that can be really confronting when you have a really busy full schedule. And to be really frank, as I am, you know, the honest therapist, a lot of parents aren't willing to take the time off work, to get off the computer, to stop their scrolling on social media, to um, maybe miss out on a social event for the week, to cancel the schedule for the week and just bring it in and down and get it grounded and have time with their children. Maybe, you know, there a lot of parents are unwilling to do that because that feels big and hard and and different and maybe a little bit confronting or a lot confronting. But if you can just from this conversation, take in that your children are most often than not asking for more of you. They're asking for connection time. They're asking for attention. They're asking for wisdom. They're asking for you to be present. That's what they need to help them navigate the the bumpy road outside of the family home. Remember that your children chose you for a reason. Remember that you know them inside and out and you know them better than anybody, anybody 
even their teacher that they spend six hours a day with, you know them, you've known them from the moment they were conceived and you know them inside and out. Your instincts will know when it's time to bring in extra support, as I said, but please don't ever, even if you're bringing in a support team, don't give up your central power and influence over your children's life, their direction and their well-being. So how this can often look, you know, when I used to work as a social worker, I'd go into family homes and I would support them through really challenging stuff that was going on. Now, I obviously, um, you know, worked with child protection families um, and families, some of the most vulnerable families in our community. So we often would go into these family units and there would be a lot of um, factors, a lot of issues going on. So we'd have drug and alcohol issues, sometimes domestic violence. We'd have, you know, um, estranged families or broken families. We would often have a lot of behavioral stuff going on. And so, you know, we're dealing with a lot, but I would always go in there with that in my mind of the parents need to have as much control here as possible, as much say as possible, even when, you know, some of these parents, you would question whether, you know, they actually should have their children in their care. That was, that was the level of dysfunction that sometimes, um, met me at the door and, um, you know, sometimes let me in easily and sometimes did not, but I would always be thinking how can, how and in what ways can I empower these parents to have some say? And an example of that, I guess at that extreme end is that even if I was working with families where the children were in out of home care, maybe with another family member or in foster care, um, we would try to empower the parents around things like, you know, haircuts. So we wouldn't just, we would say to the carers, don't just take the children for a haircut, ask their parent what they want, you know, if they're happy for their child's hair to be cut. That was a real example of trying to allow the parent to be as essential as possible, even if they weren't physically able to care for their children in that time. But it's really important, right? Like don't, if you can, don't give up the power and influence of your child's life direction because i promise you once you're in the system it's really hard to get it back i promise you that once your child is start, starting to see therapists and um be influenced by their teachers more than you or at you know in this day and age be influenced more by TikTok people who i can say a lot of these people on TikTok who are talking to children are really dangerous to children once they start your children start to look external because hey if that's what you're teaching them that's what they're going to do it can be really difficult to get that back it can be hard to get that back so um be very very mindful of that so the questions that you know, I, I guess I want this to this podcast and my post and my potential Substack on this to activate in you is just to ask yourself, you know, if you're currently going through a bumpy season with your child and your first instinct, your default is I need to send them out to be helped. I need to, I need to ex externalize their support. I just want you to ask the question of, well, why am I avoiding doing this work with my child what is it about this that is making me feel incapable why am i defaulting to looking for someone who doesn't know my child to help them and you know i love maybe questions i love thinking impossibility i think it's a really useful exercise to be able to question like mate well maybe they don't need a doctor or a therapist or a external mentor right now maybe they just need me and how does that make me feel and to be there for my child what do I need to resource myself with maybe I could actually trust my own instincts here and gather support but be also in the driver's seat for the journey maybe 
Maybe my child just needs more of my time. Maybe they need more of us. Maybe they need more connection. Maybe they need their parents to come home from work a little bit earlier and whatever, play games with them. Or maybe they need a whole day out of, you know, where we just love bomb them. Or maybe they just need us to have dinner at the table together and talk every night. Maybe they need more of me. So let me think about that. Let me feel into that. How can I show up and be there for them as they navigate this journey? Maybe I could grow as a parent here. Maybe there's some growth here for me. Maybe there's some learning and maybe we could actually navigate this together. Maybe I could be honest with my child and say, hey, I've actually never parented someone through this. So I'm gonna get really equipped with what I need and I'm here for you and let's let's ride this together. Let's Let's navigate this life distress together. Maybe, maybe there's some very helpful little tools that you could use to just bring back or reignite your own strength and trust in your capability. Okay. So I think that's what I want to say about that in this riff together today. Um, as always, we could talk, I could talk about this on and on. So feel free to message me or DM me or send me an email or contact me in some way. If you're just like, yeah, wow, I needed to hear that. Or if you disagree, please respectfully share that with me because I love to continue to learn and to think about things from a lot of different angles. But this is what I'm seeing in practice. This is what I'm seeing amongst my friendship group, amongst parents that I see at the school my children attend, um, the conversation and the discourse online is a lot about pathologizing normal life events and externalizing support, outsourcing our kids. And I'm not sure that this is going to end up in a place that is really great for the family unit and helpful for our children's mental health and emotional well-being. So with that, I'll sign off and I'd love to hear from you. Um, feel free to follow me on Instagram, subscribe to my Substack where I dive deeper into these musings and conversations that I'm having. And yeah, I hope you have an amazing day. And I hope that if you are a parent, this has ignited some more empowerment to understand your child's journey and to support them through it. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Mm -hmm.